Right. Well, Happy New Year, almost, right? You guys have a good Christmas? Yeah? Was it good? Was it good? Uh, I just want to share one thing that I'm pretty excited about. We had Christmas services last weekend. I think we only did about five services, um, a little bit different than our normal. But we had, get this, over 80 people receive Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Isn't that good? Praise God, huh? Good stuff. Hey, do we have Serge in the house? Is our junior hires with us tonight? Yeah, Serge, there you guys are. Unreal, good to have you guys. Well, I don't want to take up all the time here, but I got a friend of mine that's going to come and share with you guys tonight. I hope you're excited. You guys fired up? Guest speaker. We got in the house Pastor Rod Plummer from Jesus Lifehouse in Tokyo. And I want to tell you, we um, came across these guys a couple years ago. You guys have been in Japan for how long now? Nine years. And we kind of, we, you know, we have a heart for Japan. We send mission teams over there. We've helped start churches. But we stumbled upon their ministry, and it's growing, and it's reaching young people, and it's on fire. And they've planted here. Check out the locations that they've planted in. Tokyo, Yokohama, Osaka, Nagoya, Sapporo, Sendai, Bali, Hong Kong, and New Delhi. They're starting one in India. How cool is that? So you guys are going to hear from uh, Pastor Rod tonight. But before I introduce him, I want to introduce the rest of his family as well, just so you guys can know them. Also, his two boys are looking to go jet skiing. So where's my guys with the jet skis out there? We need some hosting, some being a good uh, Hawaiian host and taking the boys out jet skiing. But this is Viv Plummer right here. Go ahead and stand. I'm going to introduce the family. Oh, and it's her birthday today. Wow, happy birthday. And this is Monty Plummer right here, 19 years old. Give it up. Ladies, he's available right here, right? No, no, okay. And this is Richie, 14 years old. Give it up for Richie. And why don't you guys welcome with me a big Hope Chapel welcome. Stand to your feet and let's welcome Pastor Rod Plummer from Jesus Lifehouse, Tokyo. Come on up, brother. Thank you. Please be seated. How are you all? Good. How you doing? Do you want me to speak with my Australian accent tonight? It was good to uh, good to come to Hawaii and uh, came up the like like highway. We were talking about that actually. I, I'm sure it's Likia Likia. Is that right? And then we saw your sign Hope Chapel. We said, why is it a Hope Chapel if it's Likia Likia, right? So uh, make it really Hawaiian. Welcome to Hope Chapel tonight. <laughs> and uh, we, we've been living in, in Japan for nine years, so uh, we sort of have an international accent, but we can go Australian if anything we do, but would you like to be a part of what I'm doing in a nation in the world? And um, we, as Carl said, we, we, we connected a couple of years ago and also with um, Pastor Ralph and Ruby and, and just really felt an incredible connection with you guys in a lot of ways. We, we also come from a, a great church, uh, we're from Hillsong, Sydney. And um, great blessing to be discipled in that church and, um, and to be raised up under Pastor Brian and, and some of the other great ministries there. And you've had the great privilege of being under Pastor Ralph and Ruby here and um, a number of other things, um, you know, church planting movement. I know that you are an incredible church planting movement in the world. Um, just just, just uh, amazing the amount of, of Hawaiians we meet in Japan. There is obviously a very, very strong connection with Hawaii and Japan. So we as newcomers to Japan, Australians in Japan, meeting all these Hawaiians who are having an effect on Japan. In fact, there's not many people from outside doing anything in Japan. So to meet so many Hawaiians, it's obviously a destiny issue, right? 
a destiny issue for Hawaii and for especially for your movement to have so many incredible churches in Japan. We're also a contemporary church. We're reaching out to the young Japanese. When we went to Japan, God clearly said to us, I'm sending you there to reach the young Japanese who have never heard the name of Jesus. Isn't that a great, great mission? I'm sending you to a people who have never even heard the name of Jesus. We, we meet uh, many, many young people in Japan and uh, it's quite amazing to say to them, have you heard of Jesus? And they go, hmm, eh. uh, is he a movie star? No, 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 Mr. Is, is he American? So, no, no, he's not American. So we're, we're dealing with people who have never heard the name of Jesus. But these people are not against God. The Japanese are not against God. They just never heard of God. They never heard of God's love. And, and so we've got the great privilege of presenting the wonderful news of Jesus Christ for the very first time. At Christmas time, you had a great Christmas here. We also had a great Christmas. We had... Uh, between all of our churches, probably about 600 first-time visitors. Isn't that cool? And it was the first time they'd ever heard the name of Jesus. Most of those people had never, let alone Christmas or, or Bible, or they'd never heard about Jesus. And so um, I think between our whole movement, all our churches, uh, something like um, maybe 100 people became Christians uh, in Japan this Christmas time. And, and so we're, we're really sitting in a time of God's moving. Do you know God's moving in the world? Do you know that? Yeah. And, and Hope Chapel, you're part of a great movement in the world that's been doing this for years. Or disciples, that's what it says in, in Luke 10 verse 1. It says, and Jesus called out 72 others. Now 12 plus 72 equals how many? 84. Thank you very much. I'm glad we've got some uh, people that can count here tonight. And so from 12 to 84, that's a big jump. That's a really big jump. What happened? 12 was good. And, and now Jesus is choosing and sending out 72 others, others, 84 in the whole team now. Now, we don't know this, but maybe the 12 helped train the 72. But what we know is it says a multiplication is happening very, very quickly. Aren't you glad things can happen quickly in the kingdom of God? That, that things can change fast. You know, we've been in Japan for so many years and uh, things have been changing very, very fast in Japan. We want to show you just a few little, uh, before I go on, just a couple of videos to so, show you some of the, the quick uh, things, changes that are happening in Japan. Just um, want to show you some photos. <laughs> this is our new church in Sendai, where you're the home station. <laughs> <students. laughs> <laughs> Incredible, it's like, you know, techno was good. Hello. <laughs> yeah, right? Brand new church. Aloha, how are you? This is a Thank you for having me. Church. I miss you all in and, uh, Hawaii. You, I'm in Sendai and I go to Jesus Life has Sendai every Sunday. I have great time, it's awesome. See you in your future. Hello, how are you everyone? I'm 
you now. Thank you for introducing Jesus to me. I enjoyed Jesus Lighthouse Sendai and get support from it. Now I want to tell more people about God more and more. I pray that God bless you all in Hoktabor. Thank you. Give the Lord a hand. You know, how many of you remember the, the young Japanese that were here with you? Put your hands up. Yeah. Well, all of those, all of those 12 Americans in our movement as well. And uh, us little Aussies, we accept you guys too. And uh, <laughs> and uh, he's just having a fantastic time there. And I asked Jeff, out of all the homestay students, how many are open to Jesus Christ? He said, every one of them. Every one of them. And we're believing that all 210 will become Christians and will impact their world. Japan is changing very, very fast with the tsunami that happened last year. And so what I was saying here is that Jesus sent out 12 and then sent out another 72. And uh, he gave them specific instructions. And I'll just paraphrase quickly. He said these words. He said, go and heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is near. Isn't that a great message? When we've been in Japan for nine years, we've told the Japanese, God is near you. God is near you. You know, the Japanese have had a lot of people say some negative things over their nation. Some of them from history, which we understand is a very, very bad history, especially here in Hawaii, of course, with Pearl Harbor and everything that happened. But most young Japanese don't know anything about that history. They don't know why people bring up the history because they're, they're a new generation that just don't know, know anything. And so when we go there, to tell them about the love of God is a wonderful, wonderful experience. Isn't that exciting? I think it's a wonderful thing. We tell the Japanese, God is near you. God is near you. We go to the young people at Shibuya, which is the major youth center of Japan, and we tell them, hello, hello, God loves you. God is near you. Does that mean they're a Christian after that? No, not, a, not at all. But what we find is that Japanese want to connect with good news. They want to connect with something positive, something that, that is for them, something that is good, and many Japanese from our street teams come to church, and many of them become Christians in our, in our, in our church through that. The, uh, the real passage I want to read is, we're going to put up on the board here, Luke 10, verse 17. The 72 returned with, what's the word? Joy. Isn't that a great scripture? The 72 new ministers of the gospel, brand new, telling people about Jesus, healing the sick, and telling them that God is near. These 72 returned with? Joy. With joy. And this is my key, really, really key word today is the word joy. And said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And, and Jesus replied, I, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the Spirit submits to you, but rejoice rather that your names are written in heaven. What he's really saying is, that's good, but there's also a personal revelation that you need to get of joy in your own life. Joy in preaching the gospel, but also a joy in your own life, which is really how we also share joy with the people who've never heard. So this joy thing is so, so, and the thing is that you're overwhelmingly full of joy. The scripture is speaking to us about having joy as we give out. Isaiah 61 says this, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because the Lord has, has anointed me 
to proclaim good news to the poor or those who really don't know much about God. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now, this is the same scripture Jesus quotes in in Luke chapter 4, where once again he looks to heaven. Jesus, one of those moments where he's just overwhelmed and he starts speaking out this, this Isaiah 61 scripture and he says this, this, he says, yeah, this, this scripture has been given to me. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now, some people didn't like that. They tried to throw him off a cliff. Do you remember that? Yeah. It says, I, I mean, this is an incredibly joyful scripture. And they tried to throw him off a cliff. I mean, these guys had really lost it. We have the joy of blessing people. There is a joy in blessing people. I remember a number of years ago while I was pastoring. Is my accent okay for you? Is it all right? You all right? I could try and speak American if you want. It's pretty bad, but I'll, uh, I'll go back to Australian. Okay. And uh, a number of years ago, I was pastoring in Australia, and, and a young guy came to me, and, and he was a genuine person, uh, and he said, Pastor Rod, uh, I get bored with church. And he said, you know, even your messages, I get bored with your messages. That's not something you want to hear, Pastor Carl, is it? Now, when someone says that to you, you can either take it and get offended and, and whatever. But I looked at this young guy, and I thought, this is actually a serious comment. And so, as a serious comment, I felt I needed to give him a serious answer. And I said, I can fix your problem. I can fix your problem of being bored in church and being bored with my messages. I can fix that problem in one week. He said, really? I said, really, but you've got to do what I say, all right? He said, okay, here we go. Every day when you wake up, you pray a prayer. You say, Lord, today, let me bless one person. Every day. Just wake up. Will you do that? I'll do that. Every day, Lord, I'm looking for an opportunity to give something, bless someone, say something to someone else, do something outside myself, and Lord, I'm looking for that opportunity every day, all right? He said, all right. So one more thing. When you come next Sunday, you come with the same attitude. You come to church and you come with the attitude of, Lord, who is the person that I am to bless, to give finance to, to, to pray for, to give a gift to, to who is body? Is there somebody today that I can do something for. And I've discovered in Japan, very, very simply, that Japanese are easily impressed. Let me explain that. It means if you do something for Japanese, they will, ah, arigato. If you do something simple for a Japanese person, they will be thankful. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling for them. It's a good feeling for me. It's really, really simple. Blessing those young Japanese students was huge in their culture. I'd been up to that area where the tsunami went through. By the way, it was 400 kilometers long and 10 to 20 kilometers inland. It would have wiped out most of Hawaii if it had hit Hawaii. It's, it's unbelievably huge. It will take 30 years to fix up that part of Japan. We believe in the 30 years it takes to fix up. It's the Christians that are going to go back and make the difference, right? So we believe in 30 years from now that area of Japan will be a, a Christian area or very heavily Christian. But one of the things that you notice up there is the amount of thankfulness. It's very refreshing. It's an amazing thing to have people bow to the waist, tears coming down their face. Have, have any of you seen those the Japanese manga where they've got tears going like that? You know, crazy hair. And, ah, and the tears go like that. I've seen it. 
It doesn't continually go out like a fountain, but like, ah, there's tears go like that. Incredibly thankful. And I know that not everyone in the world is thankful when we do gifts, but that should never stop us from doing what we should do. And here's the point I want to make is no matter what their response is, it actually does something in us. There is a joy in praying for people. There's a joy in praying for the sick. There's a joy in giving something. There's a joy in praying for someone. And you know what? We should never get tired of it. I don't know why people get tired of it. Maybe they've heard someone negative say, say something negative. or, or I, I don't know why, but I want to challenge you tonight, church. Not that you are not a church that doesn't do that. Is that right English? You're a great church. All I'm saying is, I believe it's a key to joy. I believe it's a key to world evangelization. I believe it's a key to reaching Japan and a key to reaching your part of Hawaii. I really do with all my heart. The joy of blessing other people. The second part of joy here is there was a joy in knowing Jesus' name. They said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. It was a bigger context text than that. There were people being healed. There was people being set free from all sorts of bondages and, and, and whatever. It was the name of Jesus. The revelation of the power of the name of Jesus. Of course, in Japanese, it's ES. But whatever the name is, in I become a Christian. And they all walked away like that, you know. <laughs> Three days after I became a Christian, the drug pusher, who now had a so-called enemy. I wasn't his enemy, but he perceived me as the enemy because I was saying stuff like, Jesus is better than drugs. <laughs> he walked up to me and he hit me in the nose. And he said, don't you ever... Tell people that again. And the crazy thing was, as he hit me in the nose, we were the only two in the, in the, the area where you, you wash the hoses. Just the two of us were there. But as he hit me in the nose, just, just before he hit me in the nose, my friend, who was a, a, not a Christian as well, because all my friends weren't Christians at that time. Are we okay? We're right. <laughs> Walked around the corner and saw me get hit. Now, my friend Steve, he was what you would have in the, in the U.S., uh, Navy SEAL sort of guy. He was with the British SAS in the Middle East for many years. He was a, a wild man, Rambo. He was a non-Christian and he was my good friend. He walked around. He's a British guy. Walked around. Saw me get hit in the nose. Gra- walked up to the drug pusher. Grabbed him by the throat. Said, you ever touch my friend? He was British, right? You ever touch my friend? Rod, again, I'll kill you. Three days after I became a Christian, it was on. It was all happening. I went home. I said, God, give me a scripture. I need a scripture. I've been hitting the nose. <laughs> went to the Bible. You know, as you do as a young Christian, you open the middle of the Bible, right? Or you open somewhere, you put your finger down, and it works. <laughs> it's not working now. I've been saved 32 years. Why isn't it working? Because God says, read the Bible, get a plan. Although God does still do that sometimes. You heard about the guy in the plane, he was in turbulence like this, and he's like, God, give me a word, he opens his, and he puts his finger down, and it says, today you'll be with me in paradise. (laughs) Anyway, three days old Christian, it did work, and I was expecting the psalm, something like, my dear son, my hand is always upon you, and you'll always be blessed, I was expecting a blessing one. But Isaiah 7, 9 came up, it said, Rod, if you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand firm at you will not stand at all. I really felt God speaking to me and saying, you've got to get tough. You want to walk this walk? You want to be full of joy? You want to be full of God? You've got to get tough. I don't mean outside tough, right? I'm not talking about mean. 
Talking about inside tough, a bit of a bit of gutsiness about us. It's sort of like these guys coming back, Jesus, even the demons, submit in your name, or sort of a gutsy sort of res- response. And although today we're not all about demons, thank goodness, we're about Jesus, right? But what they were saying was, Lord, we are so... Isn't that a good job? And be paid. Five in the morning, Steve, Steve, my friend, wakes me out of a sleep at the station and says, Rod, Rod, tell me about your Jesus now. I said, no, okay, Steve. And I got up, I realized something had happened because this was a tough man. This was a tough man. He said, I woke up out of my sleep. Bit of rain here, eh? Woke up out of my sleep and I couldn't breathe. It was like something was pressing on my throat and my chest. And he said, as I sat there for minutes, I could not breathe. I was dying. So I used all my Steve power. You know, he's into all that sort of self-power stuff. I used all my Steve. Nothing happened. It's what, he, it's, it's what he's told me, all right? And he said, the life was being choked out of him. And he said, and then I remembered, Rod, you said, what did I say? Jesus. Remember the name Jesus. And here was a man who had never lived a day for Jesus. He hadn't come from a Christian background. He came from an orphaned background, brought up in a very, very difficult home, went to the military and lived a very, very tough life. He had never had a Jesus background. And all of a sudden, for the first time in his life, he called on the name Jesus. Oh, heavy rain. And guess what happened? <laughs> the heaviness, the, it just left him immediately. He walked over to my bed and woke me up. That was it. It had just happened right there. The name of Jesus. You know, in Japan, we tell Japanese all the time, you've got to call upon the name of Jesus. Jesus is the creator of Japan. Jesus is the lover of Japan. Jesus is the creator of the Japanese people. Jesus has his hand upon Japan. God has his, has his hand upon you. Amen? Wow. Aren't you glad you're in here? <laughs> That's really, is that normally that loud? That's, it gets louder. There you go. You know the Bible says this in, in, in Acts chapter 4 verse 2. There is no other name given under heaven by which we can be saved except the name, what is it? Jesus. You know what? I believe Christians, we should never get ordinary about this name. This name should never become ordinary to us. I've been saved now 32 years. And I still remember the day when I said now to Jesus. And, and all of a sudden, darkness left and light came. And I know that not everyone has that sort of testimony. My wife uh, took a year to become a Christian. She was a bit slow. <laughs> that your name is written in the book of life. Rejoice that you know, you know where you're going when you die. Friends, this world is, is really looking for joy. One of the things that, that's kept me saved or kept me, kept me following Christ these, all these years is joy. The concept of my simple faith in God, that God, you've saved me. God, you, you, Jesus, you, you've done a work in my life. You've changed me. I remember 32 years ago. I remember this. I remember. And keeping it fresh in our hearts. Keeping a freshness. Keeping a freshness when we talk to people. In my story, when I became a Christian, like I said, sharing with my friend Steve after just three days, I didn't know much about the Bible. 
but I knew that God had changed my life. In fact, I was there in, in the fire station, and there were two Mormon guys who were really nice guys, but they believed a different gospel. Those two Mormon guys got very angry when I became a Christian. I couldn't understand that. I couldn't understand it at all. I thought we were on the same team. Anyway, I didn't know anything. These two guys tried to confuse me with what do you think about war, and what do you think about this, and what do you think... I honestly didn't know. And I said to them these words. I really felt it was from God. I said, I, guys, guys... I don't know much, but I know God has changed my life. Guys, I don't know what you're talking about, but I know the hope that I believe in right now. Now, I'm not saying that there's not a place for learning and studying and refuting error. Of course there is. But I believe that we should always keep this simple faith in our hearts. A simple faith. And the Bible says it will be always ready to give an answer to those who ask. And most people in this world are not looking for a difficult answer. They're looking for someone to say, listen, I don't know about this. In Japan, I don't know about the tsunami. I don't know about stuff like that. I don't really know about that, but I do know that Jesus Christ is close to you. And Jesus loves you and he died for you on the cross. I know that. God is looking for a people like the 72 who will come back and say, Lord, we want to minister for you wherever we are. And I'm speaking to today to not 72, but many more than 72. And here's what I really believe. I believe we are all supposed to be like the 72. Isn't that good? And some of you might have been saved 30 years like me, or some of you might have been saved 30 days or even less. But the challenge is that we maintain a spirit of joy, the power and the joy of knowing Jesus' name. My friend Steve became a Christian that day. I led Steve to the Lord in the fire station. His whole life changed. He went home and married. He's really weird coming through to Christ. He said, you're a weird guy. I didn't even know if you'd make it as a Christian. That's what he said to me. I honestly didn't know much, but I knew more than him. That's our attitude. I don't know much, but I've got the joy of the Lord. I know the love of Jesus Christ. Do you know the world is not waiting for difficult concepts? It's not. Japanese people are not waiting for a really big debate. Japanese aren't even asking about why was the tsunami. Not one. Not one person has ever said to us, why did that happen? Not one. But it's not thinking that way. They're thinking, is there someone that can help me? Is there someone that can love me? Is there someone up there? I believe many, many probably millions of Japanese are calling on somebody tonight. They don't know his name is Jesus. That's why we're there. That's why we're there. And that's why your, your team is there. And your churches are there. We're there to tell them. But they are calling on somebody. Our job is to be that somebody before somebody else gets to them with another gospel. And to tell them truly it's about the simplicity of Jesus Christ. The simplicity of joy. Would you stand with me today? Not 72, but number of hundred here today. A new year is coming. I'm going to preach a different message during this weekend about new things, but I really felt God say, speak this message here tonight to you. I don't know why, but I, I really felt that. I really felt this was a message for some people here tonight. Not that you're deficient. Is everyone okay with that? It's not that you're less and I'm more. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, let's get back to freshness. Let's get back to original cause. 
Let's get back to our original mission. Let's get back to original joy. Let's go into the new year with new thoughts, new dreams. And church, it's not a matter of getting new dreams necessarily. It's a matter of the dreams from God being polished up, brought up again and said, Lord, this is you've brought us this far by your grace. And we want to go into the new year, not necessarily with all new things, but with the right things again. Many people ask, what is God doing in the world? Do you know he's doing the same thing he's been doing for 2,000 years? Seeing people saved and loved and changed by the power of the cross. That's what God's saying today. Will we be part of it in the new year? Would you just close your eyes? I just like to pray over this great church. Lord, I pray that we will be like the 72 coming back with joy. Filled with joy that we are people that want to bless for the joy of knowing I'm going to heaven. I pray again for the joy of knowing I'm a son and a daughter of the living God. I pray again, Lord, that whatever I do in life, whatever my job is, Lord, I'm living for higher purposes. I'm doing a job and I'm doing it well, but with a heart for higher purposes. As we move into a new year, Lord, I I pray for all of us, we'd maybe, maybe reflect, think, Go over old journals, old verses of scripture, old prophetic words that really did mean a lot. Shine them up and say, Lord, we bring this older word into the new season. And we do it with joy. In Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to pray for two groups of people tonight briefly. First of all, if you're a Christian and you just feel this scripture was to you, maybe, maybe like that young man that said, you know, I've got a little bit bored or a little bit, maybe it's not where I was with joy and excitement about my Christian faith. But tonight, you're saying I want to be like this again. And this does not mean you're bad or whatever. It's just the Word of God tonight. And you'd like to respond to that. Well, every eye's closed. Would you just lift your hand right now? I'm just going to pray for all those people in that category. Just all those people. This is is, just, just you and God. Lord, I pray right now, your touch, your personal touch. I pray for old scriptures and, 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 and words. And Oh God, I, I pray for the excitement that we felt about mission and we felt about sharing, we felt about giving, we felt about prayer, we felt about praying for the sick. I pray for the heights, the heights in the past and we shine it up, Lord, with you. We say, Lord, bring us the joy. The joy of that moment to this time right now, we bring it to the new season. I pray for blessing. And I pray just like that young man, Lord, we wake up tomorrow, the next day, say, Lord, is there someone that I should bless today? Is there someone I can pray for? Is there someone I can do something good for? Let that be us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And just finally... Maybe like me, when I was 19, I'd, I'd actually had been reading a bit of the Bible and being drawn to God. And my prayer was just now. It's just now, God. It's, there's no more excuses. It's, there's nothing else. I just want you in my life. Or maybe you've been away from God, known Him, away, and you just know there's no point in being away any longer. We love the ladies and a few of those who responded too. But there's something powerful. But a lot of guys are saying yes. 
Is there anyone else you want to be included in my prayer right now? Just lift your hand. Over here. Hey, buddy. Great to see you. Okay. Lord, I want to thank you for these amazing people. And I pray right now that you'd come into their life and you would forgive them and touch them and from the inside change them. The power of the risen Jesus in their life right now. Power over sin, power over past things. The power of God and the, and the love of God is falling through their lives. Just like you did to me 32 years ago. The love of God is falling upon them. And they would know that there's a mission, there's something to do in this world that is so powerful and worthwhile. Pray your blessing on them. Thank you for every single one in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Why don't we give the Lord a great big hand, shall we? Okay. Hope Chapel, I hope you're excited. I hope you're excited. The best days on earth are just ahead of us. Just ahead. We've had some good days, but I really believe it, Pastor Carl. I, I really believe that. And I'm not just saying it because I'm a visiting speaker. I believe it for Japan. We were called from Australia to Japan because things are changing in the world. God chose a crazy young Australian couple to go to Japan. That doesn't mean you have to go to Japan. But what's he got for you? It's awesome. The best is yet to come. Thank you very much. God bless you all. All right. Were you guys blessed? Why don't you thank Pastor Rod? Woo! Lots of people found Jesus tonight. Praise God. I want to read you this one verse. This is actually from...